Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to this week's Man in the Post Extra Time. I'm your host, Chris. Uh, with me this week, I've got Jesse. It's me. It's me. Hi. I thought you were going to start with Adam. I got all nervous. No, no. That's why I've I already Jesse. messed it up. That's I know. a clue. Uh, you know. Just I mean, you're just staying still. even extra still. <laughs> I wasn't ready. I messed everything. It's fine. You know what? Start expectations low. It could only go up from here. Okay. And that was Adam as well. Hello. All right. Good, thank you. Good, good, good. Right, this week it is Thursday, so we're going to be talking about the Champions League games that have happened this week, uh, and we're going to be looking forward to the Premier League games this week. Um, we were going to start with Red Star versus Napoli, because we were supposed to have Kirsten on from the Usual Efforts podcast. She can't make it, unfortunately. Uh, did anybody see And this that one? game was boring. Uh, apart from Lorenzo Insigne hitting the bar from about 25 yards. That was pretty cool. Uh, but just a, little, just a bit of con- uh, context there, Kirsten is a, uh, she lives in Belgrade, so she's a Red Star fan, and she's also a Napoli fan. She also travelled 27 hours home from America as well, so she was in that end feeling pretty sort of tired, emotional, and bedraggled. So it would have been interesting to get her points of view, so keep your eyes out for the next, or ears out for the next Unusual Efforts podcast, guys. Um, you could also go on our Unusual Efforts Instagram and see her just heroically posting <laughs> from the stadium she's I, trying so hard to stay upright i spoke to this today she sounded very frazzled unfortunately so yeah having never traveled outside of the eu so i couldn't imagine how far sort of how tired it would make you feel so i did get to switzerland for about three hours but that doesn't count i was in a car so uh right well, so technically on. outside the eu you're right yeah. i was but i was there for about four or five hours does that count i think that counts yeah it's very I mean, did you did you get out? You got out of the car. You say I went for a, a boat trip around Lake Geneva. Ah, oh, that definitely counts. Yeah, and I had like a sort yeah. of coke in a cafe and charged like ten pounds or something. I think if you get Basically, overcharged wait. for something, it definitely counts. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, okay. Basic... Sorry, I said you're basically one of them at that point. Oh, I think so, definitely. Definitely. Uh, okay, so Liverpool 3, PSG 2, also in that group from Tuesday night. Uh, Danny Sturridge started his first Champions League game since 2012 uh, with the opening goal. Then James Ward a penalty and Bobby Firmino at the end after goals from uh, Munier and Kylian Mbappe. He won it right at the death. Adam, you watched this year at Everton fan. You've just been pleased for your Merseyside rivals. It was the way you just decided to tell that that story by just talking about all the Liverpool goals. It was like listening to Steve McManaman all over again. And calling Milner James. Yeah. My buddy I did, James. I said James Milner, didn't I? You did not. You said uh, James, and you also swept right over the potential Mo Salah dissatisfaction camera shot. I think if you looked at the camera about two seconds beforehand, you did see him cheer, and then you sort of... sort of, there, was, there was two shots. There was the cheering mm. shot, and there was the I'm not happy shot. But that sounds like you sound like someone telling me that like that <laughs> jet fuel can't bend, can't, can't, <laughs> can't, steel beams. <laughs> can't melt steel beams, and that <laughs> these aren't the droids you're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't anything on that dust, on that grassy knoll. Just back into the left. <laughs> As Bill Hicks but, said, the um, book depository tour is really accurate because Oswald isn't in it. <laughs> Go on, sorry, Adam. You were, you watched this game, didn't you? Yeah, just it's very much. I just want Steve McManaman. Ah, I want to talk about that for a second. Just I can deal with having just biased people sat in the studio, but the commentary means they're there for the whole match. (laughs) And when he's willing to talk about about when an offside for Liverpool is just described as borderline (laughs) instead of 
Ah, it's offside. And everything else. But anyway, Liverpool were excellent compared to PSG, but um, you can't play football with a seven men and or eight men or whatever it is. Eight men and win a football match, can you? No. Uh, listening to other podcasts today, the perceived wisdom is that PSG have splurged this money on uh, their forward line over Mbappe, Neymar and the other one. And... Um, they've not really sort of filled the slots that they should have been filled. Defensive midfielders, a long-term replacement for Thiago Silva, etc, etc. Um, they're really they're sort of three-man team with Di Maria and not a lot else. Which is a bit unfair on Verratti, I suppose, who wasn't there yesterday. Oh, I have so many things, so many feelings. <laughs> I'm feeling so hard right now. Okay. But they essentially just had... You, you can't... That, I think that uh, the problem here is that I don't know what you guys think about... Chris obviously watches so much French football, so he would be an, an authority on this. Oui. <laughs> 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 can tell us all about that. That, that um, the French league comes too easy to them. And maybe they eat teams 5-6-0 playing like that because they probably play teams that s- surrender. I was going to make a joke there, but chose not to. <laughs> I know what joke you're going to make as well. <laughs> <laughs> um... But they can't do that when they're playing against a team of any sort of position because, well, full-backs are willing to go up the other end of the pitch for a start. <laughs> and you just... Yeah, I had a front three, but uh, that without the ball, offering absolutely nothing. Um, funny you should say that, because as an avid watcher of French TV, uh, football TV on BT Sport, uh, Adrian Rabiot was saying this exact thing last season. He was saying it's no good beating Guingamp uh, 8-0 and then losing 6-1 to Barcelona the following week and getting knocked out of the Champions League. They need to be on the case all the while. But it's just incredibly, incredibly hard to, isn't it? I think that's a really interesting um, comparison, though, because I watched the Barca game and this PSG game. And you could say that both of those teams did the same thing, which was and obscene amounts of money in players. Um, you know, when you could bring on Arturo Vidal in like that 80-some-odd minute, what what really are you doing? But Barcelona, I guess, one could hypothetically argue if one were feeling generous. Um, Adam's making the same face that I would make, Adam, but I am making the hypothetical argument. Give me a second. Um <laughs> theoretically is sort of trying to form an A team and a B team and a F team um, for all of their potential <laughs> tournaments. So they, you know, are fighting for their um, La Liga maybe potential win, and which is a little bit more um, challenging than Liga. And then they're, you know, bringing on Arturo Vidal um, for the... Um, UEFA. So PSG, though, doesn't seem to have any strategy other than let's just spend a shit ton of money on main players in the front who look splashy and sell a lot of jerseys. And then there's no depth, really, to any other part of their bench. And I will not spend time talking about Cavani, although I think he's amazing. But I will say that their players are not being played to their best capacity and that's just a shame you can't point the finger at, at Thomas oh I Tuchel can, I can point the finger at whoever I want to Adam I'm not I'm oh, sorry I forgot I have to make, if I make it hypothetical I can say whatever I want <laughs> I don't even know what you're going to say I just fingers. feel like defending <laughs> hypothetically you can't point the finger at Thomas Tuchel because he's been there for probably six games or something like that but it's it is a, a you it is an indictment on the manager that they can't get his players to follow a fullback or to to press from the front, and it it this is something that comes from this is something that must come from deep within the power structure of that club because Neymar was doing these things when he was playing for when he was playing for Barcelona. This isn't someone who's never done who's never done this. He might not have been running around like Luis Suarez, but he was at least working as part of a, working at least in some capacity as part of a team in what they were doing. Whereas this was 
three individuals playing up front and se- and seven other outfield players behind them d- trying to do the running for them. And, well, you, it just doesn't work like that, especially a team as ferocious as Liverpool. We've seen all of those players be successful in other on their national teams and other teams. So it's, it's, it's all I could think is that it's a shame. It's a shame that they're being, and I'll use mismanaged not to put the blame entirely on Tuchel, but um, that they're not being managed well. But how do you manage an ego like that? How are you going to tell Neymar to track back to fullback? Look, I don't know if it is. He's going to say, all ego. um, But, as Adam said, we did see Luis Enrique manage it to some extent. Uh, we see, we see Cheech do it, um, and if it is if it if it is an ego problem, then what are they doing putting Neymar out there because it's not working? But you need you need the backing of the senior management of the club, right. and you need to be and you need to say uh, if you're not going to follow your fullback, then Draxler will play and Draxler will follow his fullback. Yeah, until I, he doesn't. I but, think to some some extent at Barcelona, um, Luis Enrique is. He's a legend of the club. He played there for a very, very long time. Um, and Neymar wasn't the star of the show there, was he? You got Messi there, and you got Busquets, uh, and you got Piquet there to keep him in line. Um, national team level, you fall out with your coach while you're not going to play for your country, are you? So you have to keep in line again a little bit more. He goes to PSG as the most expensive player in the world. He's probably the most highly paid player at that club. He's not going to track back to full back when his manager tells him to. And who's Thomas Tuchel anyway? What's he ever won in the game? He didn't win anything as a player particularly, did he? Is what Neymar uh, would say? Hypothetically. <laughs> then hypothetically, there have to be some repercussions because hypothetically, they're not winning. And Neymar <laughs> was brought in for hypothetical buckets and buckets of money to win. Not hypothetical matches. You tr- you tr- and you'd feel that the ground shifted beneath him sort of during this summer where he didn't have the World Cup that he would have hoped to have had. And um, worse still than that, his... His teammate, who happens to be, uh, or at least support, a bit, a bit, be a PSG fan, was the star of the World Cup, the hottest young property. You'd think that at some point that that the management will be willing to say, "Well, screw you, Neymar. We're sick of reading in the paper every day that you want to go back to Barcelona or you want to go to Real Madrid." Off, uh, get get them to sidle up the money and off you go because we're happy to put all our eggs in the Mbappe basket and that's a good whether, basket whether that can be used to to get him to to play ball who knows but you look at that team and think that their stated aim is to win the is to win the Champions League and they're not going to get anywhere near it if they play football like that no exactly well look next up for Liverpool on Sunday they're at home to Southampton um I had a great joke about you, Adam, and Danny Sturridge, and I forgot to mention it, so I can't now. Oh, no. It was about your age, but there you go. Um, <laughs> Southampton, they got their... Uh, it was a draw, wasn't it? They got about uh, Brighton on Monday night. They got their they? draw. They got their draw. Well, they've been showing a bit of resilience lately. They beat Crystal Palace 2-0 at Sohurst Park, didn't they, uh, before the international break, and then they've got this draw at... Um, at Brighton, are Liverpool going to beat a more meet a more resilient uh, Southampton team, or is Mark yes. Hughes going to be complaining about the referee at ten to five on match of the day? Or final score, sorry. The latter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, Saints versus Liverpool at Anfield have won three out of nineteen, uh, and Liverpool have beaten them in their last four at Anfield. This will be Jurgen Klopp's six hundredth managerial game. Of which what are you going to give him? Uh, a, a round of applause at which he's won 295 so less than 50% win rate probably worse than Tuchel ah yeah but Tuchel's managed fewer games so he's going to have a different percentage his percentage will be easier to move around alright stop mathing at me <laughs> should I have a maths off <laughs> uh, ok also in the Champions League on Tuesday night um where are we? Tuesday night. Oh, Jesse, Group B. No, I. Uh, you know Barcelona. Uh, well, they beat PSV two 0 a Messi hat trick and a um, and a Dembele goal. Dembele's goal was pretty sexy, wasn't it? Dembele yeah. is so good. He's so good. Yeah. Is he one of these players that Arsene Wenger could have got at sort of ten for about five million pounds and missed out on? Or... I'm gonna miss that. 
It's one of my favourite tropes. Just as I'm thinking of that, I'm going, well, I, just, I tried to sign Mbappe when I was... I tried to sign Zlatan. I tried to sign Colo Torre. I tried to sign Ronaldo. But I decided it was better than not to spend the £10. <laughs> so we got Emmanuel Ibuwe instead. <laughs> I, mean, uh, I spent it all on Francis Jefferson. <laughs> OK, Barcelona 4, PSV 0. Barcelona are in pretty good team shocker. Um, but also in... Group B, Jesse. Right. Fine. Let's talk about a great Uruguayan goal. Let's do it. 85 minutes. Tottenham were winning 1-0. I went and ran a bath for my children to have a bath. Yeah, it's your fault. By the time I'd finished running the bath, five minutes later, you'd lost and the Inter Milan players are looking happy. What happened? Um, We have a great Uruguayan player who plays at... Inter Milan. Uh, who plays at Inter Milan, and he scored in, like, the thousand and eighth minute. Sorry, what did we call them? What, a place for which club? <laughs> Internazionale. Thank you. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's what happened. Mario Ricardo's goal was pretty sexy. I think that we could kick it that far. I think he stopped that. He stopped calling goals sexy. Especially <laughs> when Argentinians score them. At some point, for, for a man of your age, it just becomes creepy. Oh, does it? Sorry. He just called you old. <laughs> now you have to make the joke about him. He's well. probably not far wrong, to be honest. <laughs> what What should I say? Well, you had right. a joke about his age. Worthy. <laughs> uh, okay, so. Argentinian. Argentinian. Okay, so what went wrong then? It doesn't play for them, so does it really count? Yeah. Uh, what went wrong? We did. Um... It's not the thing they did right. They didn't overpower you with their strength of will and numbers. You shot yourselves in the foot, did you? You know, to be fair, it was it was both. We, um... Lads, it's Tottenham. Yeah. <laughs> What's Italian for lads, it's Spurs? <laughs> <laughs> Go on, sorry, Karen. Why is... agree to come on here? Why? <laughs> Explain to me what this uh, masochistic streak in myself. Um, uh, we scored and then decided that that was enough, which seems to be what we do, and didn't keep pressing for the next one. Um, and uh, I don't know if you can read this. Lads at Spurs is Isiori Speroni. <laughs> and you know that translation's perfect. Well, as an avid watcher of Italian football, of course. I think I ate that once, but the vegetarian version. <laughs> um, Mauricio Pochettino got a bit pissy afterwards, didn't he? With yes, he did. Asking but where he was said Toby he did and well. Kieran. Yeah, where was Toby and Kieran, Poch? Where? Can you understand me leaving them out? Because they're... Both went very, very far in the World Cup. Tottenham had a lot of players go very far in the World Cup as well, down to the sort of third, fourth place playoff or the final itself, the last couple of games. So they do need a rest at some point. And you would hope that the players they bring in instead don't do that bad. Aurea did okay, didn't he? Sure. Come say Aurea um... did okay. <laughs> say it. Say it. Oh, stop peer pressuring me. <laughs> um... Praise him. No, I don't, actually. <laughs> Did he concede a penalty? Did he concede a penalty? Yeah. Serge Aurier? Not a trick question. Why do I always feel like when you ask, though, it is a trick question? <laughs> this is like when Justin asked me questions. <laughs> I know. Like, yes, no, four. Orange. <laughs> uh... Did he concede a penalty? No. No, then he had a good game. Oh, I see where you're going. Did he yell something homophobic? No. Well done. Give him a point. Um, it's Chelsea. Uh, uh, no, I don't. I think we we did well up until we scored a goal, and then we didn't, which is pathetic and sort of what we've been doing lately. And I think that they had a good game. And okay. that's what happened. What do we think about Pochettino's comments though afterwards? He sounded very. Has anyone heard the audio or seen them? Yeah, he sounded snippy. Yeah. Was he right to? Um, he could sound snippy. I mean, he's allowed to be frustrated with himself, but I don't think he should have said that we played well because we really didn't. If that had been Jose Mourinho that said that, what would he have got? What sort of reaction would he have got compared to Pochettino? If it had been Jose Mourinho that who had said it, I think it would have been in character and nobody would have flinched. It's just sort of out of character for Pochettino. 
Okay. No, Adam, you made a face. That's because Chris was putting a torch in his mouth. Oh, sorry. Yes, I should stop kidding. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> but everything is is just reliant on the rest of Jose Mourinho's terrible PR, isn't it? So okay. Uh, uh, maybe they had to drive, and that's why they, he's tired and he was cranky, just like the Leicester players. <laughs> well, Spurs are next. Um, they are playing away at Brighton. Uh, it's the BT Sport game, Adam, on uh, Saturday evening. Uh, Brighton's last two games, they've come from behind to draw 2-2, and Spurs have lost their last two in the league, plus this one. Oh, I wait, I could do the U. This is the Goose Pochette derby. Oh, it is, yes. Did it? You did, well done. Did. <laughs> That's good poyer, Adam. <laughs> I, I worked it out eventually. Uh, Spurs have lost their last two in the league, including this uh, Champions League game as well. That's three. Um, is this a crisis for Spurs? Maths. I haven't got those three Matthew Sissies for nothing. <laughs> two retakes, but we will include those. You don't, get them, you don't get to have them over and over again if you keep retaking it. I, That's I, not how it works. I got an F and retook it and got another F and I took it again and got a D, so I wasn't going to get any higher than that. And really, for me, they added to an A. still going. Yeah. You've, got, you've got one mastery, says it, and in some people's eyes, you've got none. That's what calculators are for. Added up together, they come to an A. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, oh, sorry, what were we talking about? Actually, added up together, they uh, come to Spurs lost three games. Spurs in crisis, um, are they? Yeah. Yeah? No. No? <laughs> <laughs> why not, Adam? Why Why not? Because they have fundamentally a lot better players than Brighton do, so they'll be fine. But Glenn Murray scored four goals in five Premier League appearances. Um, if we contrast that with a very tired-looking Harry Kane, it does look quite tired. It doesn't look on the Harry face Kane, There is something that I'm worried about Harry Kane. But he's had, apparently he's had four shots on target. Yes. You guys, he doesn't breathe well. Leave him alone. He should ride for Team Sky. <laughs> he, says he has little septum problems. They'll, they'll sort him out. <laughs> Get Dave Browsford on it. <laughs> um, and he has a new baby. He's probably not sleeping well. Ian Wright said that. Uh, Ian Wright said that. <laughs> <laughs> Ian Wright gave that as a reason. I mean, to be fair, well, there you go. If you're up all night with your baby and then you've got to go run round a yeah. pitch, it can't be fun. But if you're Paul, as as was pointed out on Football Three Six Five's media watch today, if you're Paul Pogba and your dad died last year, don't worry about it. You're just probably because you're mucking about yeah. your head. <laughs> I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so Spurs struggling away from home. Harry Kane misfiring a little bit. Brighton have only lost one at their last 19 at home as well. Hoyman's son going to be available for Tottenham? Question. Well, I, I, I come back. I, I, well, they've got more in the team. Do they need him at the minute? I suppose they would do if Harry Kane's not firing. Yeah, and he's always... There's an interesting podcast. I can't remember which podcast it was I was listening to now, but it was talking about um, Mora being um, a problem for, for Harry Kane because unlike the rest of the attacking options that they have sort of in Ericsson, Ali and, and Son, that Mora actually directly operates in Harry Kane's space. Well, I am not using it on this podcast, so it definitely wasn't Football Weekly or Totally Fair uh, Show. <laughs> uh, it must have been one of the other ones then. Yeah, it might be Football Ramble. I don't listen to that one. Possibly. It sounds a bit too insightful for them, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but, go on. Hey, what? Go on, Jesse. Yeah, come on. You're the... You're the Spurs fan. Come on. I don't think that's a problem. I think that, you know, for all the the flack that Poch got for not signing anybody, that just shows that we already have what we potentially need. That if that if Harry is tired because he's up being a good dad or, you know, just struggling to breathe through both the nostrils, that Lucas Moura can come on or if Lucas Moura goes home to vote for, you know, a fascist president in Brazil, that we still have Harry Kane. Um, They've definitely got postal voting, don't worry about it. (laughs) I don't know, I don't know if they trust that. How good Um, would you be if you found out that uh, Harry Kane voted UKIP as well? (laughs) (laughs) Imagine for a forward line of fascists. I can't. Uh, Deli Alley. Never played for us. Um, um, but so I think that 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 just is depth 
of that we that we need, that anybody would want. I think no one, no no one with their right mind could criticise Spurs for not going out and signing a a striker who can who's good enough to back up Harry Kane, but willing to sit on the bench and not. They, those players don't exist. How many other top teams have those two strikers? None. What you want is for Pochettino to be able to manage the situation where he can deploy the resources he does have in a way that he can give Harry Kane that the break because you are talking about someone who is just playing non-stop football at this point and he can say he doesn't look tired all he wants but the, the stats on his running and his sprinting and his product, just general production just tell another story. Right, and that's when you have Lucas Mora who can substitute in but that's not what's happening. Not seamlessly. He's playing alongside him, not instead of Harry Kane. Right, but is that a Pochettino problem? Yes. Right. So he's capable of doing so. That just needs Pochettino to trust both players enough to be to allow them to do so. But the, in what uh, what I'm saying and what the, the whoever was on this podcast who's remaining nameless was saying, call them is that, Fred. I was going to say Colin, but Ross will be furious. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fred, um, was that not only in this situation are you not resting Harry Kane, but you're playing another player in his space and reducing Harry Kane's effectiveness while flogging him on the pitch at the same time and then bringing the team down because you've got two players being less effective than they could be. Right. I, I'm agreeing with you. I'm doing it in the wrong way. I think that... Not me. You're agreeing with Fred. I'm agreeing vicariously <laughs> through you. Through me, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, I think Pochettino has to trust that his team will be effective with Kane on the bench and that it, by, by letting Lucas or, play in that position. Or Kane in the Caribbean, just having a relax. <laughs> sure. I mean, they're invited <laughs> to my apartment too. I'll babysit. It's not a big deal. Okay. Right. Elsewhere on Tuesday night in the Champions League, Group A, uh, Bruges nil, Bristol Dortmund rather laboredly won. Uh, got a goal, one nil. Um, Monaco... Did- Jason Sanchez, or whatever you call him, played. <laughs> Goddamn water, correct. <laughs> what did you do? Uh, I went I went to tweet Jaden Sancho, and I called him Jason Sancho because of my autocorrect. I then said he was on loan. While um, saying he was on loan from Manchester City. <laughs> turns out he was a proper signing. But BT Sport commentators said he was a loan signing as well, so it, it was autocorrect and bad information. Also. <laughs> anyway. It didn't go down particularly well. Uh, Monaco, uh, despite taking the lead, lost 2-1 to Atletico Madrid. Um, Diego Costa scored an equaliser and still managed to get a bollocking from the referee, which was pretty good fun to watch. Group D was Schalke 1, Porto 1, and Galatasaray 3, Locomotive Moscow 0. I'm sorry, can you just for a second, uh, Galatasaray, they had a clean sheet. Why do they have a clean sheet? Uh, They've got four very good defenders. And who behind them? Keeping that clean sheet? Keeping goals out of his net? Uh, Tafarel. It was Galatasaray, wasn't he? No. Adam. Who is in Galatasaray's goal keeping a clean sheet? Who should have been tweeted about? Joe Hart. Man of the post. You're all the worst. <laughs> Uruguay legend Fernando Musleda. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, I'm sure he's big in Uruguay. <laughs> yeah. uh, Wednesday. Um... <laughs> Group F, Manchester City won Leon 2. Uh, so Leon took a 2 0 lead through uh, Cornier. It makes that, this does make that story about the French League being piss poor, and that's why PSG suck is <laughs> a little bit watery, doesn't it? Yeah. But we could just say that Man City suck now. Did anybody have a sneaky feeling about this? It was a, it was a, the first goal was a mistake as a cross from Fakir was missed by sort of Fabian Delph for Cornet to sort of knock in. And then Nabil Fakir robbed, uh, I don't know who it was in midfield, and then absolutely stung it into the bottom corner. I do miss Nabil Fakir. It would look great in a Liverpool shirt. Um, it's all about perception, isn't it? Chris is ignoring again the deflection it took off, Josh, off John Stones. Just unsighted goalkeeper. But stung it. We can call it that if you want. Sure. He, kissed, your talk, he kicked it from a long way out. Edison... It was far, this, far, far. This is, this is turning into Scott and his Gale goal all over again. 
He kicked it from a long way up. That's good enough for me. Um, Manchester City, there was a few empty seats at the Etihad. Uh, they didn't look particularly... Like 20,000 empty seats. There was quite a lot, wasn't there? Um, and they didn't look up for it. I mean, I know Merrick Laporte hit the post early on, but they didn't look particularly on their game like they... Is that due to Leon letting them come at them and hit him on the break? Or is that due to Manchester City sort of taking the foot off the gas because Mikel Arteta was looking very cool in the touchline instead of Pep Guardiola? What was that? Or do they not care as much about yeah. Champions League? The fans definitely don't. Mm. The fans have got some sort of... I don't know what, what word to use to describe it, but... Blind spot. It's just, no, it's just a... They're just very meh to the Champions League, aren't they? They boo mm. the Champions League up from, from sort of, sort of long-standing situation where they got penalised for something that they think was unfair about 10 years ago. There should be Liverpool supporters if they're that. They want to live their life. I'm sorry, but, you, last week you're on this podcast bemoaning uh, PLEG cleaner of Villarreal from something from 13 <laughs> years ago. Too <laughs> Carry um, on. So, and that atmosphere has got to even. I can't believe for a second that it doesn't subconsciously seep through to the players in the smallest way possible. Because just the atmosphere was flat. Man City were, were flat. They were they were so ponderous. There wasn't an intensity of their game, and they looked like they thought they could beat Leon all day, and then Leon scored. They looked like a team that thought we've got this in the bag. We don't have to try particularly hard. It was yeah, like we can do this in second gear. Yeah, yeah, it was arrogant. Mm. And and then though, when Leon scored, they didn't put the extra gear in like they they didn't panic they didn't try harder they just kept going at that same pace mm. i do think that beyond the performance they put in on the first game of the season against arsenal this is a man city team that hasn't been at the dazzling best we saw at periods during last year's campaign though so i st- i think that this isn't a one-off game situation and this is a case of a team that is needing to to shift shift through the gears as a collective the fulham game last weekend it's fulham though isn't it you can only beat who's in front of you to be fair to them yeah but they couldn't they couldn't beat um leon (laughs) or wolves no and they required a a late a late goal from kyle walker to beat someone spurs legend kyle walker dog owning legend kyle walker um, that's exactly so, that that book Jesse is pretty much spot on um, so I think I, I, I do think that this is a wider problem than a one-off game but I do think that when you take those other factors in to do with the fans this is a team that I think that that, that fan base I, it, it's strange because it, it I don't it doesn't come from I don't think it comes from arrogance I don't think they're arrogant but they are a team that doesn't seem to care about the Champions League until it gets serious. I mean, this is all still quite a brave new adventure for them, isn't it? I mean, they're still... Uh, I, for a team that's not won the league all that much... I know they've won the league a lot in the last 10 years, but before that, this is a team that was doddling around between the promo- sort of Premier League and Championship and then went down as far as League One, didn't they? So this is all still quite shiny and new for them. So maybe the Premier League has still got more of that gloss than the Champions League has. I mean, this was their third consecutive home defeat in the Champions League as well. That's a, yeah. You normally don't get get the joy of that, mm. but is there anything in that? Do you think? No. No. Okay. Well, look. I think they lost gone. those two of those games. They lost in in a, a very close tie against Liverpool. Close. I mean, yeah. Close. Unlike, unlike Liverpool's performance in the Champions League final, this one was close. Listen, when you've been there, you can comment on one. Um, okay, they're next. Uh, they're away at Cardiff. Um, Manchester City versus promoted sides have won their last twenty-one, uh, and Cardiff actually won this fixture last time. They beat Manchester City three-two uh, when Cardiff. When was that? 2013-14, I think. Ugh. Um, not too long ago, but Neil Warnock versus Premier League champions is lost six with an aggregate of naught to thirteen. Warnock versus Guardiola is going to be fun, isn't it? Oh. I... I, I find Warnock tiresome, so no. I really quite like it from QPR, so 
one of my many teams. Uh, yeah, I can't. Can anyone see Cardiff, even with a chance at a draw? Uh, they've got Aaron Gunnison back, I think, but I don't know if that makes much difference. Does that, how does that happen? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, uh, I don't think they're going to be driving in there in a sort of ticker tape parade on the way to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I think well, we're going for a... I think it'll be a gritty 2-0 win or something like that. I don't think it'll be as easy as people make out. Or or, I, or it could go the other way. The thing is that in a completely different way, like Guardiola's an intense guy and you just think that that guy's stewing up in the up in the director's box. Like, this is not going to have been a fun couple of days at the Etihad campus. There's every chance that they could come out again, score after two minutes like they did against Fulham, and it could be a long day for Cardiff. Yeah, he'll have given them such a a pep talk. (laughs) If um, Neil Warnock has been watching that Leon game, and he noticed that if Leon defend deep, then you can't beat the fullbacks as a Manchester City player and then cut the ball back into the area past the centre-halves for Guerrero or Sterling to tap in. Could he learn something from that? He can theoretically learn something from that, but I think you have... Hypothetically. Mean, he can hypothetically learn something that, but the reality of the talent that Men City has is so different from, you know, numbers on a whiteboard and, and Aguero and Silva are unstoppable when they're on. That also suggests that Man City didn't get out wide, cut the ball back, and it wasn't just the execution of some of the final shots that let them down, which is very much what happened. It wasn't when Sane came on, he gave a bit more width, and that's where their goal came from, wasn't anything like that? Yeah, but the, the well, and cutting the ball back, wasn't it? He cut the yeah. ball back. There was also an incident where Sterling, Sterling had some joy. It's like, to say that didn't happen, because... Leon weren't able to take that out of Man City's game. They maybe were able to reduce it slightly, but you don't know how many goals are Cardiff going to score. The Man City are only going to need to get one of those, probably. Well, you've read the mixer and inverted the pyramid. I'll, d- I'll bow down to your tactical wisdom. I just nicked that off a podcast I heard this week anyway and thought it sounded good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also in that group Shakhtar drew 2-2 with Hoffenheim uh, Group H Young Boys nil, Manchester United 3 uh, BBC website said Young Boys were wasteful do you like Young Boys Jessie? Um, Sonia Misio this is her, she's Swiss and this is her team because what's the name of the where do they play? Oh, their the stadium Field. that so I that's I love that. Who who can't love them? You know that's that Chris not is a waiting. hypothetical question. Chris is waiting until, is it next week? It'll be no. It'll probably it's going to be about six weeks now when he's going to be able to talk about the old lady travelling to the <laughs> to the young boys <laughs> <laughs> travelling to the Wanford to play the young boys. Well, to be fair, Jesse went straight over my sort of young boys trying to lead her in there. So you did you yes. did very well there. Um, See, I've known you guys now for <laughs> long enough that I can at least sometimes tell when I'm being led into it. Um, Adam, you're talking about Manchester City and maybe perception of their performances has been a little wrong. Manchester United, other than that awful game against... um, Oh, God, they played awful against somebody and lost... Was it Brighton, wasn't it? Uh, They've been a little bit unlucky against Spurs. They've come through three different games. They lost (laughs) 3-0. They had a good first (laughs) half, by all accounts. Um... They've had three tricky away games at Watford, Burnley, and now uh, Young Boys. So, are we, not are, we giving them... are we generally accepting that Young Boys is a tricky away game? I don't think it's as easy a place to go as you might think. It's not easy to go to the wanker, Adam. I think they've gone to. I think they've had three pretty tricky away games, and they've got three wins. You're shaking your head. Yeah, because I was subjected to watching that Watford game, and to say that they were been, to, yes, they won the game, but to say they they, they won it in any style, is a lie. I Wait, watched it too. That's but... the thing about this Man United. Like Mourinho's Man United doesn't have style. They win. Their attacking, their attacking play is slow and ponderous and laboured, and I don't know how many more symptoms I can got. I've got for this, but <laughs> it is just boring and doesn't look dangerous. And I don't know. And their defending is at, is fine, but we'll have at least one shambolic moment in it, like when 
uh, Lindroff decided to go out and try and defend the near post, even though Fellaini was doing it, and then they can see that corner is just or across whatever it was. I'm just yeah. They're, if I'd never watch a Man United, another Man United game this year, yeah, it'd be too soon. I just think that's a mark of Mourinho's Man United. It's it's surprising considering that the players that they have, you'd think they'd play with some sort of flair or at least like prettiness, but they don't. They win ugly and they win boring, but they win. Uh, and also, there was no Sanchez. Uh, Martial and Rashford came in. Um, Sanchez was on the bench, wasn't he? No Sanchez, no party. Wow, it's not what they, it's not what they say in Manchester. What do they say in Manchester? What, whatever the opposite of that is. No Sanchez, no party. <laughs> that was awful. <awesome. laughs> it was not, wasn't good, was it? Uh, next up for Manchester United, they are uh, home to Wolves in the Dennis Irwin derby, Adam. Um, both have won their last two Premier League Who's games. He? Dennis Irwin? You must, I know have, you must have read him about in your history books. It's I a joke. <laughs> I know who he is. I don't remember him playing for Wolves, though. He had a season or two there after he left. Paul Ince as well. Paul Ince derby as well. Um, Manchester United looking to avoid consecutive home defeats. But like I say, I think this is turning into a slightly different Manchester United. Um, when I pick my pen up off the floor, what do you guys think is going to happen in this game? I hope it's one where they wear their pink kits. I love their pink kits. I like that pink kit as well, actually. Yeah. I just hate boring kits. Adam, you could, you just fell asleep thinking about Man United. and Isn't yeah. that something? Yeah, that'll happen. I would rather think about paying taxes than Man United. <laughs> yeah, he's a bloody accountant. How many taxes have you paid lately? <laughs> uh, are we going Manchester United win this? Yeah, Man United are going to win this. Okay. And it's going to be boring and it's going to be ugly, but they're going to do it. <laughs> and then they're going to play against Juve without Ronaldo. No, he might be Fact. there. F- face- F- ah. I'm so excited. Fake news. <laughs> He'll be there, will he? Because they're not playing. You only get one game bans in the Champions League for red cards. Damn yeah. it! People are desperate uh, for it to be two. Well, aren't they? hold on. One thing. One. You only get a one game ban. It could get reviewed by UEFA, but if it gets reviewed by UEFA, it's more likely to be reduced to a zero game ban than it is to a free game ban. Uh, why? Fairly sure you don't get red cards for patting people on the head. He d- Adam. It's so sucks that you don't have a middle name because it it would make saying your name so much stronger. He's got a double barrelled. He's got a double barrelled surname. I know, but it's not the same. Uh, Adam Jasper. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm just gonna yeah, keep trying on. new ones. He gripped him by the hair. No, he did not. No, he didn't. Yeah, he did. Uh, Adam, no. he, he patted him on the head. He did not. He curled his fingers. You, you don't, don't pat like... somebody with curled well, fingers. How is that a red card offence? Because <laughs> you can't yank somebody's hair. He didn't pull you his just hair. can't. He, he, he sort of ruffled it, it like he, he ruffled it like he was rubbing in shampoo. But no. love, I, I am not part of the Cristiano Ronaldo fan club. I'm more than happy for him to have a red card and a cry. But that is not a red card. There's things that you can't do, like spitting. You just can't. Like putting your head against somebody's head, even if you don't actually headbutt. You have to know that that's going to be a red card. Don't be a dumbass and do it. Don't grip somebody's hair. It's just stupid. Oh, I'm not, I'm not disputing that he's been stupid. Don't is, don't give the referee the opportunity to send you off. Sure, but he hasn't done anything that's worthy of a red card. It's not how like his sandstorm and hair see... down to his back, is it? I mean, this guy didn't but have long hair. How did you not see the the video where he gripped his hair? Have you seen the, the camera angle from behind the goal? Yeah, that's quite low down where you can see that he doesn't read really do... Because I admit from the. From all the from far the one away, on the side. Angles, it looks no. There's one from behind the goal at sort of eye level where yeah. it doesn't. There's not, there's not much there. Have anyway. a look on Gary Lineker's Twitter feed. All right, Emery Chan at... says that it didn't happen anyway. It wasn't a sending off offence. Yeah, and, and he described it so well. What did he say, Chris? What did former um, Liverpool player Emery Chan with the gorgeous hair? What did he say? He's dead to me, anyways. Um, he said, "We're not women," mm. which and, is a statement of fact. That's true. But what does that have to do with uh, this red card? Girls just pull each other hair just while they're giving, having pillow fights and stuff. I've seen these films. Mm, yes. So I would love if Emre Chan would give me a call and we could speak, we could talk about this like, um, I don't know, men, I guess, or 
whatever he wants. And I, that, that's sexist. And yeah. here's what I'm going to tell him. It's not woman's playing this to us. Emre, I'll say, when you have these misogynistic, sexist, idiotic thoughts, that's fine. Just don't be an idiot and say them out loud. Okay. I would argue that, that just having them is bad. Saying them out loud is See, not that's necessarily... true, but I have lowered my expectations for <laughs> so much that all I really need is for people to keep quiet. In keep two years, terrible in two years time, Jesse's going to be... Yourself. You can say them out loud, just don't vote for them. Just, <laughs> just, just stop emoting your horrible, horrible ideas. I can find 65 women who would think Emre Chan is a wonderful man. <laughs> I will need that letter signed and on my desk by Monday. <laughs> okay, also in the Champions League, Group E, IX3, AK Athens, Neil, which featured a rather gorgeous goal by um, Taglifico. Such a sexy goal. It was. I mean, it was like Taliana Vargas esque. It was a manly goal, I would say. Emre. <laughs> uh, anyone seen it? No. You should. I saw a goal. Rather good, isn't it? It was. It was a goal. <laughs> Imagine something a little bit like Paul Kincheski in the FA final, Adam, when where he sort of smashed it from the the sort of the touchline and it went in the goal, didn't it? A little bit similar good. to that. Um, Benfica deal by Munich 2 Robert Lewandowski and Renato Sanchez scored and got a standing ovation from the Benfica fans which is very nice to see um, and speaking of standing ovations did anyone see the uh, ovation that uh, Costas Manolas got in Group G when his name was announced at the Bernabeu the Real Madrid fans gave him a standing ovation because of course it was him that scored the decisive goal against Barcelona in the Champions League when Rome beat them no but I, mean, I love things like that happen a whole new level isn't it I love it Three rather wonderful goals in that game as well, from Isco, Bale and Mariano as well. So if you get a chance to see those highlights, then do. And then Victoria Pons... I, want to, I just want to put a point to that, because there was a, um, a non-goal that was scored by um, Marco Senzio, where he tried to, to no-look shoot the goalkeeper. What is he achieving at that? He is so young and he's so good that I think he he just... You know, that's when you sort of do flashy things. Just yeah, to... but just like... No, no look passes are brilliant and rubbish at the same time. Yes. And no look shot. Like, what? What is the goalkeeper going to go? Well, he was maybe he was going to do something else. Maybe maybe from six yards out he wasn't going to shoot. All right, Richard Keys. I think it's one of the things that when they work, they're so they're so awe inspiring and so good. And when they they're failed by hookah kicks, and then everyone's like, ooh. <laughs> Okay, uh, yeah, finally Victoria Prison 2, Seska Moscow nil. Right, other bits and bobs, some weekend games coming up uh, in Spain. Real Madrid are playing Espanyol, Barcelona are playing uh, My Girona. Uh, in Germany, Schalke are at home to Bayern and Hoffenheim are home to Dortmund. Um, what else have got? Italy! Uh, the biggest game I could find was Torino versus Napoli, but Jesse, you're flying donkeys. There's a podcast about them this week. Uh, all three of Kia, you vote on the Totally Goal Lazzo show, so check that one out. Uh, I'll say is the beat sport game on Sunday night, Adam, so check that one out. Um, right, some rather tasty games from elsewhere. Holland is PSV Ajax. Uh, Turkey's Fenerbahce versus Besiktas. Uh, Russia is Zenit St. Petersburg versus Lokomotiv Moscow. And Seska versus Spartak Moscow. Argentina is Boca versus River Plate. And on Monday, there's a small matter in Israel Oinski versus Beitar Jerusalem. Ugh. Oh, indeed. How many three years visiting fans will be allowed to each other's ground? So expect yeah. banter. Oh, and... did you hear what happened with Eintracht and, and Marseille? Yeah. Marseille? Marseille. 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 It looks like Marseille. That's how we butcher it in this country. So. <laughs> yeah. Was it in... for that? Thank you. Okay, sorry. Um, uh, the Eintracht fans are not allowed in the city at all. Oh. What, well, the city of Marseille? Not in. Oh. How do you enforce that? I, I guess you make them speak, and if they have the axe, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's like the Great Escape when they said. But it's like look. rather than closing the stadium, you close the city. <laughs> and I don't know how that's weird, but uh, you know. And um, Adam, did you it's watch like the... that? Um, have you seen that thing? Um, they're having a, a. I can't remember what town it was. There's a town somewhere in the northwest of England. Um, <laughs> has basically written to to all the football clubs. <laughs> All the football clubs in the football league, or something, telling oh. them that football fans aren't welcome at their town. It was because it's, like a, it's like on its way to like the northwest, the northwest, isn't it? Yeah. So lots of people were stopping off there when they were going to away to like 
Burnley, Bolton. Oh, you know, no. Like, you're like, the town can't deal with all the people, so stop coming. <laughs> oh, not because they were misbehaving, just because it was too well, many people. They were getting pissed up and doing what pissed up people do. Um, oh. Adam, have you seen the BBC4 documentary on Sakin and Beta? No. It's very much worth checking out. Uh, Bini Sakin are the... Um, Arab club in the Israeli Premier League and Beitar are well known for having very sort of right-wing ultra fans and we call them racist from... Aaron out of racist is what yeah. we so yeah. um, Beitar are, signed... they, are they like a are they, these are, are they part of the Lazio Rainsy group the, the uh, worse yeah these are pretty bad. they when when Beitar signed two Chechen players the Beitar fans set their own clubhouse on fire excellent that's the yeah. kind of stuff I can get behind in yeah. a strange sort of way yeah. I mean like that's dedication to a cause. Yeah, no, if you're going to racist, like, you should commit <laughs> yeah, to true. racism. None of this sort of, like, 1980s English football where you're not going to not going to monkey your racism. Don't half-ass racism. Don't half-ass racist. Death threats against the All of them or none at all. Death threats against the owner. Who I think was Gadimike. Gadimike, was he the guy that was in Portsmouth for a while? Yes. The guy who owned Portsmouth for, like, 12 years. yeah. Yes, I think that's him. Yes, he was getting all sorts of threats. He was one of the few Portsmouth owners who did exist. <laughs> if you want if you want a great um israeli team to get behind and unusual efforts I let me them well they're they they're terrible they're called hapoel katamon and they're socialist and they sign everyone and they're in the third division now and the like the fans bought them um and they lose all the time but they're they're like the rainbow coalition and they and they're just like a mishmash of people from jerusalem and they're bad so it's That's like why a, they're so fun to watch. An Israeli forest green rovers. Yeah! <laughs> I think things are neat, but the team's very disappointing. Well, I would suggest this you get following Raphael Geller on Twitter, because he's an Israeli journalist who will be all over this, and Babagol as well. Or, always, always follow I Babagol. continue on my third sort of history of not really following the Israeli football. That's also... Another option available to me, isn't that? Oh, you're missing out, definitely. Uh, Douglas Foster has got a four-game ban for his spitting antics, which um, isn't as bad as having your leg broken, apparently, Adam. Uh... Absolute trash, <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> awful. Just, uh... Uh, FIFA rankings are out. Phantom Belgium are joint top. Uruguay fifth. England are sixth. Uh, Sucks and Caicos Islands are bottom. Uh, two things I keep forgetting to mention. Uh, in the recent England get-together, do you remember England used to have card schools, Adam? Um, when, you know, Shearer and Tony Adams and all that lot proper football men used to be there. Now, England have got a book club for um, uh, for their tips. And chief librarian is Fabian Delph, apparently. What? I yeah. Where That's do I find cool. out about that? Uh, well, Google Fabian Delph and books, I should imagine. But I heard I about that how, on the radio. I don't know how what many are, of them read. What are they reading? <laughs> What books uh, are they? Some of the ones in your house. <laughs> <laughs> the village with three corners. Um, also, did anyone see Carlos Valderrama in a cafe last week? No, but you know he's my spirit. Not, my, I, not in my cafe. So was it in your cafe? Like it, it was local. My... I wasn't gonna. He was in a Colombian cafe. Quite. <laughs> Jesse, stop it! You're <laughs> distracting. Uh, he was in a Colombian cafe minding his own business when someone in fancy dress appeared behind him. Uh, and started tapping him on the shoulder and, and Carlos looked round. Who's this person I'm looking at? Person takes off his fancy dress head. It's Faustino Espria. He didn't get hit. If somebody did that to me, I would like Was it like freak was it, out. Was there, like, were the TV cameras there? This has got to be some sort of, like surely there's got to be this has got to be there was like, like a, it was, some it, of a vision of like not you've been framed. Yeah, you've been it framed. It was a bit like you Yeah, it was like hidden cameras, a bit like Beatles about or something like that. Okay. But yeah. He turned up, I think he was dressed as some sort of giant bird or something, so Espria got that's him. Espria is only half mental, so he would do that <laughs> for the TV cameras. He's, he ha- he hasn't gone sort of like, and just does it all the time. Uh, dressed as a giant bird? A, a story, well, have you not heard the story of a boy dressing as a lion? No? Yes. Google it for later. <laughs> well, also, Fastina Espria's got reputation for dressing up as um, a dinosaur as well, hadn't he? Remember that one where he's he dressed up as a dinosaur and rode his horse around? And he dressed up as a dinosaur and did a somersault into a boat on a river. And oh, he's trained yeah. his he's trained his uh, horse to fetch. Quite, quite sinister. Be dressed up as a dinosaur <laughs> and horse and then just be like just to be there humming, going. Duh, 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 but the, the horse was kicking a giant football. The horse was kicking a giant football as well. I'll have to sort of DM you the link. 
He's also trained his horse to go and fetch bottles of beer for him as well. Horse? Like, what, <laughs> what environment is he living in? <laughs> a fantastic one. Wait, Fabian Delph says there's about five or six of us who are readers in the squad. Marcus Rashford, that surprised you? I mean, that's a little offensive. Got ourselves a reader. And then Eric Dyer and Danny Welbeck. And then he says, I'm trying to get John Stones to read. I gave him a book. He hasn't read it. He hasn't even opened it. What are you reading for? Oh, oh that's just... What am I reading for? <laughs> um, Brian Clough passed away on this day in 2004. I tweeted a, a, a video clip with him earlier on. Um, on the day that Nottingham Forest got relegated in 1993. And if you scroll to 1 minute 11 seconds when Barry Davis says goodbye, his voice kind of cracks as Brian Clough's. It's quite a very sweet moment. Brian Clough, I didn't know much about him, Adam, um, but when I lived in the Midlands when I was growing up, he was a figure that was larger than life everywhere. So he was kind of him as well. So you must, you must have that one somewhere. Uh, I don't read all Jonathan Wilkins' books. Some of them, might, some of them seem they might be quite boring. What about goalkeepers? I started that being one myself, and yeah, it got a bit much. <laughs> I've got inverted in the pyramid, and I just can't bring myself to read. I can imagine it being like a, a, a thesis or something. He's an intense guy. He is. I mean, he's great, and once gave me two hours of his time, which was very kind of him. Oh, he's, he's a genius. Yes, but he's an intense guy. Yeah, definitely. Uh, okay, so Premier League action um, coming up this week: uh, Arsenal versus Everton in the Anders Lingard derby on Sunday. Adam, um, Arsenal won I their... I've got a ticket. Oh, you have, haven't you? Was this more or less expensive than your rugby ticket? Oh, did you go see the rugby game already, or is that not... No, uh, that's a couple of weeks. Okay. Much less expensive. It was... A, um, a lovely gentleman on Twitter sold it to me at face value for the lovely price of £30. Wow. For a Premier League football match, that's not too yeah. bad. Where about well, In the away end. Are you? Even better. Can you wear something really distinct? Can you dress like Faustini or Spria so we can see you? <laughs> a day. horse or a dinosaur? I don't have a ticket for my horse. <laughs> I'll see if I can get another one. See if you can sneak one in. You know what? Can you make a hat out of the plant that you always have behind you? I moved the plant so it has a little bit more light. It's over there oh, now. Oh, good job. It died, Jesse. <laughs> Stop. It went to the plant farm. Uh. I don't see it. Oh, oh okay. There it is. There it is. Everybody, don't worry. Adam's plant is doing really well. It looks... <laughs> It's thriving, actually. <laughs> um, Arsenal the last three in the league, and Everton have got zero wins in their last three. And Arsenal are beaten at home versus Everton since 1996. Since then, they've won 20 and drawn four. They were probably 28 still, Adam. Uh, Adam. Aaron Ramsey got six in four versus Everton. Adam, can you wear, can you wear an Uruguay jersey for Lucas Doreda? No. Adam, <laughs> he probably feels homesick. It can't be any worse than last time I went. So I went to this game last time and um, I think it finished 4-1 or something terrible. That and we were held down at half-time and they stopped serving alcohol. It was a terrible time. Is James going? Huh? Is James going? I don't know. Because <gasps> he's, he's, he's sick fans. Does he? Yeah. Adam, can you at least bring a, a little Uruguay flag? You realise I'm sat with the Everton fans, right? Yeah, but <laughs> I'm not asking you to wait until time he touches the ball. We don't have, but we don't have any Uruguayans. <laughs> well, problem. Stand up and wave it every time he touches the ball. Shouting, come on, Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how do you reckon you're going to get on, then? Are you scarred by your last I am scarred by my last visit, uh, but I'm hopeful that things can only get better in the spirit of... In the spirit of Tony Blair taking over the Premier League... <laughs> What what can possibly go worse? Are you going to make him say it? Yeah, no, no, I think can't say not that far. <laughs> I'm not going to go that far. I'm Is saying, it one of the statues? That... By saying it, 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 it'll be okay, I mean we're not going to lose 4-1. <laughs> Is it one of the statues that Tony Adams scoring against Arsenal? Scoring against Arsenal? That'd be awkward. Uh, against, sorry, against Everton, sorry. <laughs> I, I don't know, I've only seen the Dennis Bergkamp one. I think it's the one where he scores in 98 to... It was the fourth goal against Everton. The lie, I've also seen the Thierry Henry one. I've only seen those two. Have you? Yeah. I've also seen the bench that they've got for Dave Seaman. Zero appearances on, which is like 500 or something, and then has goals as zero, which feels unnecessarily... <laughs> That's so mean! <laughs> They're trolling him. Okay, so you know, Jesse, give him some hope. Oh, Adam, you're going to be fine. Arsenal are not... The only thing they have going for them is Lucas Torreira. And he's not even starting. Okay. Yeah. Oh. There you the go. Back. 
Uh, is that a good thing? You, you, well, you, so. You're going to be great. There you go. West Ham versus Chelsea on Sunday too. Um, Chelsea won five out of five so far. West Ham, sorry Adam, they got their first points last week. Uh, showing the left footy inside on the wing uh, plan didn't quite work, did it? There's lots of things that didn't quite work. Um, <laughs> sort of playing with like the idea of centre centre backs wasn't great either. They were hypothetical um, centre backs. Yeah, but using the force. <laughs> How do you think this one's going to go, guys? Um, this has got Chelsea. Uh, yeah. This has got fans invading the pitch after an hour, isn't it? Damn. Chelsea great and win the game. Okay. Right, folks, Emma's got to go, unfortunately. See you later. Goodbye. I miss you already, Adam. Where can I find you on Twitter? Say one All right, no worries. Thank you, Adam. No worries. Bye, Adam. Peace. See you. Everton again. <laughs> Is that oh. a slang word that I need to know? <laughs> oh, he's still here. <laughs> go, uh, Jesse, how do you reckon Oh, go? I think I'm going to lose. Sorry, Adam. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't think they'll do well enough until they lose. How's that? Do you think you'll be close to them still score and that be it? West Ham, Chelsea. How do you reckon that's going to go? Damn it. I'm not, I can't even say that they're going to win because Ryan's here because he's not. They're just going to win, which is going to be annoying <laughs> as shit. Let's move on from that one quickly then, shall we? You're on time waxing lyrical on them. Early <laughs> kickoff on Saturday is Fulham versus Watford. This is the 500th Premier League game for Watford. Um, the last time these two teams met at the bridge, uh, at the cottage, sorry, uh, Troy Deeney got a hat-trick in 2014. So, but here's the important thing. In the second half, Watford have scored eight goals this season. That's the joint most. And Fulham did seven, which is the joint most. Yeah, and all that leads to Watford mm-hmm. winning. Okay, what score? Two nothing. Two nothing. Okay, uh, Burnley versus Bournemouth. Burnley looking for... Or Bournemouth looking for their fourth win in six in the Premier League. Burnley have lost their last four. It's not looking good, is it? 2-0. You know I Two. hate making predictions. This is all just like... <laughs> only doing this for you. Okay. All right. Palace then. Um, Crystal Palace beat Huddersfield. Um, yeah, but anyone can beat Huddersfield. That's... Wilfred Zaha has been complaining this week about being. Yeah. Do you agree with him, or is he just got to understand this is the sort of thing that happens? Well, is it that he's being kicked and he's not getting the calls though? He feels that, particularly in the Watford game, there should have been a red card. I think, right. He thinks that teams think they've got a free hit in the first 10 minutes because referees are loath to say they've got a free whack at him. Yeah, okay. Yeah. He's complaining about it in media, the best way of dealing with or is No. Uh, or he's the manager to get him to do something well, or what? I think the players' union needs to do something to go to the, to the refs. I don't know if he's already done that, though. I don't know if this is, like, his last attempt. Okay. I don't think we've known if he's... If he's already taken those steps, mm-hmm. um, then sure, then he may just be feeling free to do this. But no, he should have he should have done things before this. Okay. Uh, Newcastle in London have lost 14 out of 19 games. I think this is going to be a Palace win. Yeah. Mm. I think so. Yeah, this one's going to be a mess on both sides, but I could see this one going to Palace, yeah. Okay, uh, and lastly is Leicester versus Huddersfield. I've got Leicester match of the day written on this one as well. Uh, this Le- one, not the Palace one? Hmm, okay. Yeah, Zaha, jinky jinky Zaha will keep them off being last. Okay. <laughs> uh, Leicester versus Huddersfield have won eight out of, excuse me, their last nine. Leicester have got four out of their eight goals in the Premier League after 88 minutes so far this season. What is up with Leicester this season? Uh, I think there is a lot of um, Machiavellian in their camp they're murdering people scheme against their manager which has also gone on against Claudio Ranieri and um, Craig Shakespeare speaking of Machiavelli <laughs> um, oh no he wasn't Machiavelli was it? that was um, something else no but I do miss Craig Shakespeare being there so we could just make lots of uh, iambic pentameter <laughs> Shakespeare Sunday jokes tragedy is not yeah, they are a tragedy, and they're also not giving us much to watch. So, yeah, I agree with you. I think this one's just going to be kind of a mess. But I can see them winning. There's nothing to leer at. They'll win the mess. The... Good one. There you go. <laughs> who, who do you see winning, sorry? I could see Leicester winning this one. Uh, yeah, But not I think in so an enjoyable way to watch. Huddersfield have won one out of their last 15 Premier games. Are they doomed? I mean, they'll always have Pat Stewart. Which is nice for them. Yeah. When they Shame get relegated again. 
I was going to say, Shane, he can't score 20 goals for them. <laughs> no, but, but you know, he'll always be there. Yeah. Less of where they are in leagues or tables. Yes, very, very true. Right, well, that's the end of our Premier League roundup. Any other business have you got? That sounded very Yoda-like. Any other business have you got? Um... Um... No. Okay. What about the Usual Efforts podcast you did this week? Because that's quite a doozy to listen to. Is it? I don't remember. We had such a good time. Um, we were WhatsApping Kirsten while she was at the airport. Okay. I'm keeping, keeping her updated. Um, we were talking about the Champions League and the Europa League. And I remember going on a rant or two. And um, Sonia played we got football. Germany in there. And Sonia played football for the very first time. Okay, and she talked um, about that a little bit, didn't she? Yeah. Okay. How do we follow that? By the way, it's worth listening for your outro as well. Did I, oh, I think I mentioned the dogs and you guys. <laughs> yeah, you did. You did well. uh, that's at Unusual Efforts if you want to follow them You know, on we finish and I feel the spirit of Ross on my shoulder trying to get it right and then I get it all wrong. Um, again, lower expectations. Um, yes, you go to at Unusual Efforts. Okay. Right? I think you do. I was telling a friend about, at work about Unusual Efforts today. He's going to go check them out as well. So if they want to follow you as well. Great. I've seen the shirt. Well, not seen the new shirts. But I've seen you guys oh, in the shirts. Yeah. I'm still waiting for the Babagol mugs. Well, I wanted to have scarves, but apparently scarves are harder to make. Babagol will send you free stickers if you ask them nicely. Yeah. Okay. Um, scarves yeah. have been a good idea, yeah. Yeah. So we're going to try. If not, I'm just going to have to learn how to like knit more creatively. Well, you need to follow Sailor Hussein and her Knitting Ultras account. She would knit you football stuff. Will you send that to me? Yes, I Okay. Okay. Because uh, she's fantastic as well. Um, so if they want to follow you on Twitter, how do they do that? They go to at Jesse Loesch and they tell me everything I've pronounced wrong. How do they follow you, Chris? <laughs> they go to Etchingham77 and they tell me everything I've got running this podcast as well. Excellent. Uh, excellent. Yeah, at Man on the Post is the Twitter account. Uh, it is also the Instagram account. Man on the Post is also on uh, Stitcher and Acast and um, also on Facebook as well. So you can give us a like on there. Uh, if you like us on iTunes, uh, oh, sorry. Uh, yes, if you like uh, subscribe even um, then it will automatically fall into your inbox you can follow on Acast as well and all the other platforms and it will also automatically fall into your inbox as will the Unusual Efforts podcast there is a Pieces of Me pod out this week as well on Man on the Post um, where uh, Andy and Ali talked Andy gets to choose his favourite 11 players uh, so long as they're retired although we did try sneaking in Cristiano Ronaldo um, that's it you know Sometimes Ali let me get away with an earlier, but if you're going to do it, don't do Ronaldo. Right, yeah, Sorry, Andy. Try to get a bit less, bit less blatant. Come on. <laughs> yeah, schoolboy error there. But yes, give that a listen because that's well worth listening to because Andy, uh, well, Andy and Ali are Scottish. Uh, one's a Celtic fan, one's a Rangers fan. So this makes it quite a good listen, actually, this week. So I highly recommend that as well. All right, I'm going to get on my subway ride tonight. You do that tonight. So uh, that's everything. Thank you ever so much, Jesse. Thank you. Wait, and, and, and uh, thank you, Adam. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and always remember to keep your man on the post. <laughs>